Reopening Delaware, a special presentation of The Rick Jensen Show on WDEL. Join us now as we navigate the future of our state through and beyond the COVID-19 crisis. Here's Rick Jensen. So a little over a year now since we started to shelter at home, more and more of us are going back to work at the office. Still, thousands and thousands of us here in Delaware, South Jersey. But, you know, right now we talk about Delaware, especially with the Unemployment Insurance Office Director, Daryl Scott. Are, are still at home, and what about unemployment benefits? There are still some people who are suffering through this, and Daryl Scott's on every Tuesday right after the news at 1 o'clock for your live phone calls. You can call now if you've got a problem, and someone you know has a problem, at 302-529-1017, 302-529-1017. And if there's anything that has been, I guess, uh, productive that has come out of this, at least at the insurance office, uh, Daryl, I guess that is you guys have made a lot of upgrades and uh, and a lot of improvements at the office, haven't you? We absolutely have. I mean, we continue, and as I've shared with you, Rick, in the past few weeks, we continue to find ways to improve the process and get a better result, uh, whether it's adding additional people, um, updating our IVR system to let people get to agents more quickly, and try to improve the content on our websites, which we are constantly trying to do. Um, but we, we're continuing every day as we as we sort of have a little model. Let's do better today than we did yesterday, right? Let's just, yeah, let's and and I, and I know that you're very concerned about people uh, renewing unemployment for this year uh, from last year. You know, you're very concerned about a a surge, if you will, in that. But uh, but overall, the last couple of months, you've seen fewer and fewer people who are, uh, I guess, what new claimants or continuing claimants. For unemployment insurance benefits, we we are we we were beginning to see a downward trend. Now, if you look at the numbers reported to USUL in the last couple of weeks, you've seen it tick back up, and we believe that's that's attributable to people having to reapply at the end of their base year. So, I will tell you, Rick, we're looking at our reporting and and sort of the system because we're managing data between two systems to make sure that we're reporting those numbers correctly. But I will tell you, you know, at the end of for all those that are in PUC at the end of their year, we have to make a determination and there are three options, right? They either, and it, and it depends on a calculation we have to do. Do they go to UI and start again? Do they stay on PEUC or might they be referred to PUA? And so um, again, some of that is driving people to have to reapply for, you know, unemployment again and, um, so again, it, it's confusing for claimants, and it's um, and it's causing them to pick up the phone and call us or email us. And uh, it's one of the things I'll share with you in a little bit is the increased call volume that we're we're getting in the last couple of days. Or we'll do that. Couple of weeks. First, let's get to Jerry at three zero two five two nine one zero one seven with a, a question. Jerry, you're on with uh, Daryl Scott, director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office. Good afternoon, Daryl. How are you? I'm doing well, Jerry. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, got a quick question. I am. Um, I'm entitled to a, um, a pension from a company I worked for many, many years ago, and I've never um, sent in the application for it. Um, it's not the company, of course, that I worked for and laid me off. My question is, if I apply for that, is that going to uh, impact my unemployment? Hmm. So, interesting question, and I thought I, would, I thought I was going to know the answer to your question, but, um, Jerry, what I'm going to ask you to do is send an email, and we'll get a clarification. Typically, the pension is applicable if it's if it's for the employer in the current base period. Again, as you said, it's for somebody that you worked for in the past. Right, about um, 20 years ago. Right. 
Yeah, so what, what we'll do is if you'll send an email to Rick, R-I-C-K at W-D-E-L.com, Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and just ask the question. Just just include your you know your contact information. We'll reply with an email and give you uh, give you some guidance on that. Okay, great. So thank you so much. All right, take care, yeah, Jerry. What do, you, what do you say in base period? What do you mean in the base period? So we look at wages. Uh, we look at wages over a five quarter period. So for example, for claims that are being filed right now. We're actually looking back uh, for wages. The, the base period is actually four quarters, but we're looking at wages for 20, 2020. So from January 1 of 2020 to December 31. And so when you file your claim, we're looking, do you have wages for that period? And, um, and that's what we base their monetary determination on. So in Jerry's case, if the employer was not the person he most recently worked for and from whom he was uh, laid off, then the, the pension most likely won't be a factor in his unemployment uh, claim. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, we have another lister who, uh, and, and I share with you her information. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know if you did or not, but I was hoping someone would give her a phone call too. I just never know. You guys yeah. are so busy. And, and, and she was uh, wondering if that might be holding up her unemployment insurance benefits because she was working for this uh, organization. And uh, I, I guess before covid she um, she left and was getting pension benefits from them, and was cons- and I guess for some reason, not just concerned. I think she actually got a message from the office suggesting that because she was getting that pension, it might offset any insurance benefits from the unemployment office. Is that right? It, it is. So it, if if the employer and the pension was from the most recent uh, employer, then those wages that that pension could be a factor. Right. So, again, it could be that it's um, she's getting too much for her pension to qualify for, um, you know, for unemployment. So I I know somebody reached. Well, I know it was assigned for somebody to reach out and I got some feedback on um, on that. And and that may have been the concern is that the the pension was for the most recent employer from which she stopped working. No, that sucks. Um, (laughs) And I I say so uh, because you think about people, for example, um, who worked for a company that had a pension, pension was frozen, and uh, then uh, at some point maybe another company buys them out and uh, they say, here, here's a lump sum, or you can take the pension or whatever. And uh, for people who chose to take uh, that little little pension as opposed to a lump sum, then the folks in the lump sum would not be affected by by that, I suppose, when it comes to unemployment insurance benefits, but the people who decided to take the pension uh, from that would be affected, Right. Well, so with pensions and again, in most cases, if they indicate there's a pension, there may be a conversation that we're going to have with them. And if they took a lump sum, it may be something that we will, you know, again, we may have to look at and say it's for a uh, a period of time. And so they, I, I was going to say that it, it may be prorated or broken out over a period of time. So but, rather but, but than- you, But you wouldn't even know if they took a lump sum or something in that situation, right? No, but yeah. no, but if they indicate they're if they indicate they're getting a pension, then right. in, in many cases we're going to have a conversation with them. So yeah, and and it sounds it, to me one like of those things that. Sorry, go ahead. It sounds to me like if they are getting a pension from the most recent employer, that that's going to offset the unemployment benefits. I, I think you pretty much said that. 
Yeah, and I think that um, what my team is telling me that the only part that is deductible is the employer's contribution. So again, it, that probably confuses things more. Rick, with Jerry, we'll get an answer, and with people who have pensions as they apply, like I said, in many cases, the team is going to be having a conversation with them. In some cases, the claim processing team may be able to clarify it, and if not, the adjudication team, the deputies that we talk about every week, yeah, uh, they too um, will are very familiar with the rules and regs around pensions and can. And they're the attorneys that the actually work in the office, right? I, well, no, the attorneys no? are the appeals referees. Ah, but okay. The 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 deputies are sort of they don't they don't require a JD, but they're well trained on. <laughs> UI law and the rules and regulations around these kind of issues. I understand. 302-529-1017. If you're having a problem with unemployment insurance benefits, get a call right now. Let's get to Lynn. Hey, Lynn, say hi to Scott, uh, to Daryl. Hello, Scott. How are you? Um, hi, I Lynn. How are you? Good. Um, I have a question actually regarding my husband who has been on unemployment due to COVID. Um, but he has cancer um and this past february unfortunately he um developed a brain tumor um and now even more unfortunately he is not going to be able to go back to work so we have filed all these weeks um and he got paid like one or two weeks but we don't know if he's eligible for that and but now he's not going to be able to go back to work. So they told us to keep filing, but I don't know that that's the right thing to do. So, Lynn, I apologize. I'm sorry to hear about your husband and, and the, the health issues that he is going through. Um, I'm going to ask you if you will, again, email Rick, R-I-C-K at WDEL.com, and just include okay. – Just you just need to reference our you know the conversation, my husband's claim – and let me get with the team and, and let them contact you with some clarification. The, the okay. reason you may have been communicated about file the weekly claims is if we make a determination that he's eligible, then 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 he's we're mm -hmm. able to get him current very quickly. But I'll have somebody oh. um, reach out and, and uh, provide some guidance. Well, uh, let me interrupt here. Stay on the phone, Lynn. So when she emails uh -huh. me, should she include all the things that we normally have? Uh, of her husband's claim numbers, last four of the social security number, phone number, things like that? It would be great, yes. Okay, so last four of the social, okay. phone number, uh, mm -hmm. and his full name, and any claim numbers you got. Okay, I do. All right, great. Thank you so much. All right, God bless. Thank uh, thanks so much, Lynn. 302-529-1017. You also mentioned the beginning of this conversation, Daryl, or if I may, I, we're just going to call you Scott now because I did that to you. <laughs> That was me. <laughs> um, so do you have a middle name? We could actually call you by that if you like. Mason. Really? Wow. Yeah. I heard that and I was suddenly jarred. God, <laughs> that is so bad. I'm, I, I want to apologize to the owners of the radio station, to the program directors, to my mom. I apologize to everybody for that bad pun. So you were talking about increased phone calls. What's that all about? Yeah. So there, there are a couple of things. One, um, we apparently had a, um, a system issue on Sunday night, midnight, and after that may have um, uh, prevented people from being able to submit their weekly certifications. 
Um, and so the team is looking into trying to figure out what that problem is. But we're also getting increased calls for 1099s, and we think, you know, and, and related to this renewal of their claims. And so, Rick, uh, let me let me touch on. So the technical team is looking at why the system may have prevented people from being able to log in. Yeah, let me interrupt Sunday right there when and they were ask a couple of questions. Yep. So uh, you say Sunday sure. night they were trying to call in with their weekly certs and they couldn't get in, yep. and there was a glitch. So how might that affect them? Going forward, because if you don't do your weekly, weekly certifications, you you might not, in fact, you likely would not get uh, benefits for that week or further. So it's only, so the the issue that I'm uh, aware of was only for Sunday, Sunday night, right after midnight. So it was for a short period of time. People have been able to get in, but it prevented them from getting in. So as long as they submit their weekly, if they weren't able to get in Sunday night, mm-hmm. early Monday morning, um, and they submit their claim Monday or Tuesday. Actually, they have until Saturday, Saturday night to do it. But it, they people are able to get in. We just know that there was an issue on Sunday night that caused people to email and call us on on Monday morning. Um, so we are looking to try and sort of identify the root cause of that issue and prevent it uh, going forward. Good to know. Um, yep. You're you so also the other is the yes. 1099s. Yeah. So one is um, week over week we. So we had about 2,200 cases. Those are emails, and, and that's not unique individuals, but we'll just say 2,200 you know, cases for 1099. We got about 500 last week. We cleared 500. Uh, we've added additional people into that assignment queue to work. So um, we're aware that people are trying to get their taxes filed, and the deadline you know, for that is um, mid-May. But we are, we are continuing to try and um, uh, to get people you know, into um, working those cases and get people uh, their 1099. Rick, in many cases, the most common things we're finding is people moved after they um, after they filed their UI claim. They didn't update their address, and so we mailed or attempted to mail the 1099 to the wrong email or wrong address. Um, with the fraud that we're seeing, we are asking people to provide documentation related to their new address before we send out a tax uh, a tax document to them. So that is causing you know, a, a little delay in getting those cases resolved. But again, we're very, uh, we're very aware of you know, the need to get those cases. That's well, good you're on top of it. As quickly as possible. This uh, is likely our last call of the afternoon. Miguel, yep. say hi to Daryl. Uh, hi, Daryl. Uh, got hey, a Miguel. question. Um, hi. Um, uh, I'm a, a Uber driver and uh, independent contractor. Now, um, when the pandemic hit uh, last year in in March, uh, I stopped uh, doing Uber because I was a high risk. And um, and now um, uh, unemployment has been requesting documentation. So I I sent it over to my local office uh, in the drop off box and uh, was waiting for a response. Now, uh, I got a letter. Uh, stating that I had to upload uh, my documents to the website uh, for my uh, either my 2019 or my 2020. Uh, I did that, and uh, so far it's been two weeks. Uh, now, another thing, too, is that uh, I set up my portal and have not gotten any alerts to file claims, and it's going on three weeks. Yep. So, M- Miguel, the the... 
sort of the issue that you're facing is that because of the number of people who filed claims at this time last year, we have a backlog in reviewing those unemployment, sort of the reissue of, of unemployment claims. And I will tell you, it's, again, I appreciate all that you're doing and dropping off the information and uploading it. Uh, last week, we had about 3,000 claims that were in review. And as you may have heard, and Rick, I know you and I have talked about this, with the fraud that has been seen nationwide, we are just going through extra steps as we review claims for renewal. And so it's not anything targeted at you, Miguel. It's just that um, because of the issues that we've identified and, and other states have seen with this program, we're just having to go through some additional steps. So I will, if you want to email Rick, R-I-C-K at WDEL.com, include your last four of your social if you have a claim number, and I'll have somebody check on it and give you a status of where it is in the queue. But but that's okay. what that's what's going on with uh, with your claim right now is that we just you know this time last year we had about ten thousand PUA claims filed in the first you know, four weeks of of um, of the pandemic and so uh, that's what we're working through in the renewals for those. Yeah, I know that uh, other Uber drivers have uh, been approved and uh, some of the independent contractors. So I'm mm-hmm. just wondering, uh, is it just that the the, the documents that Uber provided us is what's uh, uh, making more of a a decision before getting a claim approved? No, I I, I honestly think, I mean, based on my team giving me an update on the numbers, it's just the number. And and we, again, have added people to the PUA assignment group, and it's really a work queue in that system. Uh, to review those claims, yeah, it's, and it's I, really it's really a matter. In other words, a matter of, of volume and and a limited number of people. You got right. a couple hundred people in the office, Miguel. I I appreciate that. We are kind of running out of yep. team time here. Uh, so, Miguel, send me the email, Rick at WDL.com. Any claim numbers you got? Phone number. Last for your social. I promise I'll get it over to Daryl, and he'll hand it to the team. Uh, any last words? Yeah, one, we always update on the week that we're assigning cases for adjudication. So the team is up to January 25. So if you have a claim that is, you know, more recent than that, then we may not. And it's on a 2A, 2B hold, that sort of thing. Then we haven't assigned it. The other thing, Rick, we paid our first MEUC, the Mixed Earner Unemployment Compensation. It was less than 10 people. But but one, we launched that on March 31. And we made our first payments last week for that. Right, what uh, is that? that? Program. That's an additional... That's an additional hundred dollars that claimants may be eligible for if they're if they're on a UI claim or a PEUC claim, and they have five thousand dollars in net earnings. So it, it it would be like Miguel if he had a job but also had you know Uber and had more than five thousand dollars in net earnings from that Uber uh, job, then uh, then you may qualify for an additional hundred dollars. So it's another program that came out in. Um, I think it was in December. Yeah. So so right now the uh, the backlogs to January 25 in Delaware, right? Correct. I think that's that's important. Daryl Scott. Hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. And I know we have thousands and thousands of listeners who really appreciate what you do every week here. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. All right. So Daryl Scott, director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office. This has been a special presentation of Reopening Delaware. Stay here for continuing coverage on The Rick Jensen Show on 1150 AM and 1017 FM WDEL.